Mother of two set up by her Dollar Tree co-worker to be robbed and killed for her $7,000 tax refund. Black people have seriously lost their minds. Let's talk about this. Identifying. Let's go. Let's go. You are about to experience the uncensored conversations, stimulating wit, and the thought-provoking wisdom. Bold, raw, and uncut. Right now. Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania. On Thursday morning, Kiana Lynette Davis, 27, a mother of two, headed to work at the Dollar General on Laketon Road in Wilkinsburg. Little did Kiana know February 22nd would be her last day on earth. Davis's 21-year-old co-worker, Alana Whitley, had found out about her $7,000 tax refund check. Whitley apparently texted her friend Dane James Taylor, 21 years old, telling him about the money. In the text messages, Whitley allegedly tells Taylor, this girl at my job just bought seven bands to work. Ain't that some shit? After Alana texted Taylor about the money, the two conspired to steal it. Police said Taylor then hired a Facebook acquaintance, 23-year-old Kajan Xavier Scott, to give him a ride. It would all go down at 2.30 p.m. when Kiana got off work on Thursday. According to the police report, Scott drove a gray Corolla. He claimed Taylor told him he needed to see a girl to pick up some money. Taylor directed him to drive to the Dollar General and park in the rear of the building. Scott said while waiting, he got out of the car at one point to urinate next to an abandoned home. When he got back in the car, Scott said Taylor was wearing a mask on his face and had a gun in his hand. Scott told police Taylor received a text on his phone which said go. At that point, he followed Taylor's directions, leading him to the victim, Davis, walking up Lakedon Road. Scott was told to pull ahead of the victim, get out, and pretend to be fixing the car. Police said that's when Taylor got out and chased the victim toward an open lot. Scott heard Taylor yelling, give it to me. Davis told Taylor she didn't have any money and begged him to stop, police said. As he tried to take her purse, Kiana fell on the ground. As Kiana lay on the ground in the ensuing confrontation, Taylor fired two shots at her. The first one missed, and the second one went through Davis's hip, police said. Taylor snatched Davis's purse and ran back to the car. Then Scott drove off, the affidavit said. The shooting was reported at 2.50 p.m. in the 1700 block of Laketon Road. First responders found Kiana suffering from a gunshot wound when they arrived on the scene. She was transported to UPMC Presbyterian Hospital where she died less than an hour later. Investigators talked to witnesses and used surveillance footage to identify the Corolla and trace it back to Scott, who confessed his role according to the affidavit. Scott told police that he knew Taylor by the nickname HD, but he didn't know his real name. Through Cajun Scott, Detectives identified Alana Whitley, 
then used text messages on Alana's phone and social media posts to identify HD as Taylor. On Saturday, members of the Fugitive Squad apprehended the suspected shooter, Dane James Taylor, 21. He was discovered hiding in a North Braddock residence at 12.21 p.m., Allegheny County Police said. The purse had only $3,000 and not $7,000. Apparently, Kiana's tax refund had been deposited into the bank earlier Thursday and her grandmother brought it, $3,000, to her while she was on her lunch break at Dollar General. That's how a co-worker, Alana, found out about the money. Taylor paid Scott $800, kept $800 for himself, and gave the rest to Alana, according to police. All three were arrested and charged with robbery, criminal homicide, and conspiracy. Taylor is also charged with carrying a firearm without a license. They are all being held at the Allegheny County Jail. Keona Davis leaves behind two little girls, six-year-old Azela and two-year-old Olivia. Davis and her kids were preparing to move to North Carolina to be closer to her mother. Sheila Detweiler said she will raise the girls in Charlotte. She is left wondering how she will explain to the girls why their mother isn't present. Ms. Detweiler said she wanted the people who killed her daughter to know what they took from her. She wants them to think about all of the lives they've impacted by pulling that trigger, including their own. They will answer for this, Ms. Detweiler said. I want them to know that their lives are over. Davis's mother also said her daughter was not about to hand over her money without a fight. She was a strong, strong young woman, Ms. Detweiler said. She was tough. She was feisty. She fought for that money. I know she did. A crowdfunding page has been set up to pay for the funeral expenses. So far, $8,031 has been raised by 231 people in the past three days. Let's talk about this, people, because this happens, I wouldn't say all the time, but then again, let me say, yes, it does happen all the time in the black community, especially. It doesn't always mean that a life is taken, but the scheming, uh, uh, the theft, the stealing, the backstabbing, this is an everyday thing. Now, you know that I drive the bus and I'm in the belly of the beast every single day. I overhear lots of conversations. I hear how many of our people are just not there where they should be on a spiritual level. Let me just say also that there was a correction that was posted and I have to give credit where credit is due. I got this article from KissyDenise.com. It's it's a black gossip uh, website. It's doing very well and it is very entertaining. And as you well know, I don't just uh, digest gossip. But when I see a story that uh, is interesting to me and I can speak on with a certain angle to learn something out of it, um, then I'm going to do that. You see, so sometimes, look, we've got to go to the grimy side of town to come out with things on top. I also have to just say that after coming back from Jamaica, and this is off topic, but I'm going to get into it. There's so many things that I have been dreaming about and the dreams always came true. I mean, like right the next day 
which shows me I have to pull myself out of this spiritual garbage can that I'm in physically when I go out and drive my bus, right? I have to isolate myself. And when we hear stories like this, we've got to realize that we've got to isolate ourselves. But there are many of us out here, especially our younger folks who don't know how to do that. And they're naked and bare and left exposed to these dark forces and powers that be. And it's not right. And this kind of thing happens because it is a spiritual thing. But when I looked at the three, the three people here who conspired to do what they did resulting in in her death I'm looking in their eyes something dead about them a lot of these younger folks I'm not throwing off as an older younger thing because there are a lot of older folks who are in my age group who fit the same description but overwhelmingly right I remember back in the 70s and 80s you know early 70s Kids and young men and women, even if they were known for ratchet behavior somewhat, you could see the humanity still in their eyes. They would cut that short whenever they had to deal in a decent situation. They had life in their eyes. They had hope in their eyes. You could feel it. Some had issues and some had major issues, but you could still reach them. When I look at the eyes of these three, there's a, there's a dead look. I'm not imagining this because I see it all day long. There's a part of them that is not there. There's a part of them that you just can't reach. There's something dead about them already. So why should it surprise you that it's easy for them to kill? Because they're already dead. And these types of situations... We're in the Facebook generation, and I'll say Facebook, we mean YouTube and Instagram, yeah, Instagram especially, right? Twitter. But with the younger folks, it's Facebook and Instagram. They watch YouTube for the most part, but it's Facebook and Instagram. I'd say Instagram more than anything else because that's a platform that is just about visuals. And you can see all the platforms do what the other ones do, but some emphasize one aspect of it even more. Facebook, you can take pictures. Instagram, you can take pictures. See, you can do all these things, but it emphasizes the visuals more. So that being said, we are narcissistic. It's all about the look. It's all about what you have. It's all about the surface. Our life has been reduced down to an Instagram post or, or a short Snapchat video. Snapchat is in there also now. And so we're not using these things to share life. We're imitating life. We're posturing like we have life. But we're dead. I'm not saying us when I say we. I'm just throwing it out there overall. We're dead. There's nothing else left. But we're propping up a dead life to appear as though we have life. But we have no life. We just want to rip somebody off and go flash the money and go get our hair done or get new rims on the car and we're dead and we're reaching for the thing that is life. That's like trying to pick a fruit off of an artificial tree and pose like you're eating it. Boy, this fruit is so good. It's not fruit. It doesn't give you nutrition. 
There's nothing in it and you're settling for less. These kids don't know real life. Now, who dropped the ball? Well, obviously, the older folks did. And I'm not saying this young lady who was shot and, and killed died an hour later that her mother is the fault of it. I'm saying overall, overall, like when you have that tip box at the restaurant and one person does poorly as a waiter or a waitress and another one does really good. But all the tips go in that box and you break it up equally. And it's almost not fair for the person who's really pushed. So I'm not going to sit here and say all parents of that generation have failed. I'm just saying things in an overall fashion because I know how some guys like to come at me in the comment box and split hairs. But overall, collectively, like that tip box, we have failed. We have reached to work so much that we don't spend time with our kids. So what do you expect them to do? This is an artificial society that we're living in. Come on now, we can go many ways with that. We stick the bottle in the mouth of the child. Right? And, and they suck on a plastic bottle for their milk. And usually, of course, it's not human milk. It's cow's milk. So now you have them sucking the bottle of a different species. And it's plastic. There's no life to it. There's no connection to it. It's not like when you're suckling the breast and that child has a connection to the mother. That's very important these days. And this is the result of that. And you say, it just can't be because of a plastic bottle because I was raised off a plastic bottle and everything's okay. Yeah, you were raised off a plastic bottle. Sure, we understand that. But also, you got that battery-operated boyfriend that you have hidden up under your Victoria's Secret uh, 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 underwear. So when homeboy is not performing right or doesn't come around, guess what? It's another form of plastic that's not connected to a human body and a human person. And that has a soul and a spirit. It's lifeless. So this is why you feel empty. You are raised up to be empty and you continue your empty practices all throughout your life. Fast food. Food that's thrown together with no essence, with no nutrition in it. It looks like the burger that you had from your mother or your aunt or your grandmother, but it's fast food. You know why? It's fast, yeah. But there's no life put into it. The people who handle those ham, which you shouldn't be eating meat anyway, right? We're using this as an example. They have plastic on their hands. Your aunt, your mother, your grandmother did not have gloves on, plastic gloves on their hands. They washed their hands and their fingers were in your food. And that energy translated into the meal that you ate that was made specifically for you. So when you ate that meal, you had a love more so because that love was transferred from the person who made it. Yes, and fathers do cook too. Whoever it was, love was transferred into that food. There was a relationship. So you can look around at all the different things that we have now. When we t send a text message, we don't laugh anymore. We LOL. And the person receiving it receives this filtered message and they know that you say, you, you might not even laugh. You might not even be tickled. You just, okay, LOL. You see what I mean? Porn. We sit here and we masturbate to porn. It's not even something real. 
the people who are in the porn scenario might be dead. So here you are throwing out energy to something that has transitioned on, that doesn't know nothing about you, and they fall deeper into the pits of hell because they've titillated you and seduced you, and so it just keeps running up. It just keeps running up. It's like a bill that's never paid. It just keeps going up. Instead of fornicating with the one person or two people or three people that they're doing it with in the scene, now you had an orgasm watching that. And so now wherever their essence is, they're charged with that. Understand that. What you do here on the earth, it translates over and, and carries over like rollover minutes on a cell phone plan. Do they still have those? So we're all connected to things that are sucking life from us. So is it that hard of a stretch of the imagination to see that our children now are born with no life? Some of them, I wonder if they even have a soul or if the soul has been sucked out of them. You know, when you're in the warm house and you put on the winter coat because you know it's single digit degrees out there, temperatures out there, or 20 or 25, it's real cold, 15 degrees out there. Well, if you don't button up your coat and hold in the heat, the body heat and the heat that's inside that home, when you walk out, the atmosphere will suck it out. And now you have a winter coat that's not doing its job because you didn't button it up all the way. Well, guess what? When you don't stay on your watch as a parent, you have that family member who comes around or that neighbor who comes around and you're in the house cooking or you take a nap and you feel as though your child is safe because they're inside their yard, but they slip over to the next yard and that man next door molests your child or that woman next door molests your child. Well, guess what? That's the same as walking outside with a winter coat on that fence, but it was opened and, and, and the warmth was sucked out from under that coat. Well, the soul was sucked out from that child from being violated. And they don't know. It's not their fault. I'm not blaming them. But something's definitely wrong. And, and, and they can appear to be normal. They can put on the normal face to get what they want. But they're dead. Not all of our youngsters, but many of them, too many of them. They're dead. And there are many ways more so than molestation to have the soul sucked out of them. They see the father beating down the mother. And so young girls now say, I don't want any part of a relationship with a man. And they have a camaraderie with their girlfriends. And sometimes they have too much of a camaraderie with their girlfriends. And that's all they want to do is hang out with their girlfriends, if you know what I mean. I can go on and on forever about the causes but there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect from the most high. They don't know anything about the most high. See, when you're a child, the most high is your mother and your father or whoever it was that raised you. You don't call for God when you're three years old and four years old. You get into a school fight. You're six or seven years old. You don't say, oh, God, please save me. What do you say? I want my mommy. I want my daddy. That is God to you at that point. See? Until you understand the, the fuller dynamic. So with these younger kids these days, they're grown, they're over 18, the ones that committed these crimes, but they're still kids. 
And we've got to go to the root of why these types of things are happening more and more. We just can't call them animals and just write them off as the media would have it. We've got to bear responsibility. And I'm sad to say that many of these youngsters that are adults, many of them, they're lost. Many of them, they're not coming back. Many of them, they won't see the light. Now, if the Most High deems it that they do, they will. But for some, it's where they're too far gone. We've got to reach these kids, y'all. We can't continue on like this because we have so many forces from the outside coming at us to destroy us. We know that. And now to have it happen from within, it's like burning the candle on both ends. Will black people become extinct? Well, look, I hope not. And I know it's biblical that we won't be, but at the trajectory that we're moving, there won't be many of us left. People say, well, you know, Lance, you're a doomsayer and, you know, I don't think it's going to be this way. Look, this is a war and many of us are not going to make it past. It's going to continue on until our numbers have been dwindled down. And we think it's a joke because we're distracted. We're distracted with this thing in our hand called a smartphone. It keeps us numb to the reality around us. The important news and stories and things that affect our life, we're totally away from. But we know what rapper is sleeping with who. We know next what next black man a Kardashian is sleeping with. We know these reality shows which are not really reality. That's part of the disconnect of our youngsters. There's no accountability. We don't sit around at the dinner table anymore. Used to be where you would think twice about doing something in school because you know that once you got around that dinner table, it was going to be brought up after the meal or even before the meal or when you reach home because that phone call was a lot faster than you. But the parents are not around these days to get the phone call. When the mail comes uh, uh, explaining uh, uh, your violation, you get it, you rip it up. Nobody knows now. There's a disconnect. I blame that. I blame this disconnect overall on what's happening today with our kids, our youngsters, and that disconnect where they have no, they seem to be dead and bitter. And now the narcissism, it's sweet to them because that's the realest thing that they know. That rush of being acknowledged for something superficial that doesn't last. They're not concerned about when they get older because that doesn't, that doesn't exist to them. It's just the now because so many of them are killing themselves off. And yes, I'm not saying there's this black on black crime and we're all killing each other. But yes, you kill where you live. And that's what I don't like about the white mainstream media. They want to push this black on black crime. But 74% of the terrorist acts committed in the United States or from white men, angry white men with guns. So they paint us as being the thugs. But the angry 74% of the white men out there who are shooting each other, killing each other, turning in on each other, they're the ones who are the terrorists, but nobody says white on white crime. Isn't that something? But they label that on us. 
but it's really them. So we can't absorb that perception, but yet and still we are killing each other off too. And we're only 13% of the population, so we need to cool out because people say we're all over the place. And yes, we are. But the bottom line is, is that we basically are, put it this way, when you leave a metropolitan area, when you leave a city, you begin to see the real America. You begin to see that there are not too many of us out here in these hick towns. But you're in New York City. You're in L.A., you're in Miami, you're in Dallas, you're in Chicago, nothing but black people. And you do have the black and white neighborhoods and the mixed neighborhoods. When you take that car and drive across country, you begin to see how much of a so-called minority we are, even though I believe our numbers are higher than what they say they are because of the coons that want to check other we understand that. We know what that disease is all about. And that's a form of killing us from within because you don't even want to acknowledge who you are. So there's so much going on with our youngsters. But we've got to watch ourselves. We've got to police ourselves. We can't wait for a politician to come in who really doesn't like us, even those who look like us, because they're in it for their own profit. We can't depend on them to come in and save us from this sick society that's boiling us like frogs in the hot water. We can't wait on that. That lion-ass preacher who keeps you going with just enough enthusiasm to make it through the next six days until you feel exhausted and say, I got to go to church to get that good old-time religion. And even that's been compromised. Your preacher ain't your friend. Because if your preacher was your friend, He'd stand up against this system and society and go at them politicians that are shortchanging us, but they're in bed with the politicians. Preachers and politicians are the same damn thing. They don't care. Decades and decades and decades. Look, crack has been around for over 30 years, 34 years, 35 years, 33 years, whatever you want to say. That crack pipe has been around. So it's nothing new anymore. It's a, it's a staple in our community. And we accommodate this thing. Oh, that's just a crackhead. No. Why isn't it gone? Why isn't it done? Preachers and politicians are not the answer. And it's not how we're going to do what we have to do. We got to be hands on. Black people, you're so concerned about what you have and how you look. And what car you're driving and you want to be seen. Oh, hell, there's going to be more stabbings and murders for people who are disconnected like this. It's going to be happening. This is not the first time. Tax season is the real Christmas season for poor black folks. They're not used to handling that kind of money, which is nothing, which is nothing. Like I said, the correction was made that it was really $3,000 that she had and not seven. But let's say it was 10. You give $10,000 to somebody in the hood who's scraping by all year, they lose their mind. And the Koreans do also. And the Indians do also who have shops set up to help you work out that little bit of 
low self-esteem and insecurity you have as you drape yourselves in DNA on your head that belongs to somebody else in the form of a weave and rubies and baubles and, and rims and loud sound systems so you can turn it up loud and look at the person next to you as you're at the red light so they can acknowledge you because you the man. But a couple of weeks later, that weave is looking sorry, looking like a dead raccoon up on your neck, stiff and straight and dead. Homeboy, you got that car? You're back on the bus stop. You're not even going to stand by the bus stop where you live. You're going to walk two or three bus stops down because you're so damn ashamed. I know how it goes. I see the rhythm. You walk a little more cockier now. Relationships are healed up temporarily because that boyfriend knows you're getting that tax return check. So here come the sweet nothings. Here comes that good dick. Here comes that good licking. Blow your mind. And when that money's blown, he's gone. And you've been played over and over. But at least you got your man for a little while. And it feel real good. But in the back of your mind, you know he's not going to be around. Tax money and black people just don't mix. We kill each other. We covet what each other has. We flood out in the wrong things. And we make our oppressor so very happy as we are led down the path of doom. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.